knives down, get ready for a plate full of candy corn, and join us as we take a bite out of the spooky, poisoned little apple. Bob, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're your hosts, Katie and Becky Goff. Hello, Becky. Hi, Katie. I know we were trying to be kind of spooky on that intro, but it ended up with us in giggles. But I guess I know if people have listened to us for very long, they should realize that we tend to end up making each other a little laugh. goofy. Yeah. yeah, a little silly goofy. Um, but today is a special day. It is Halloween. It is. So we're doing kind of a special episode today. Decided to look up some information on maybe some spooky stories and folklore and myths about Manhattan and around our area. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to touch on a couple of the things that we've found or have encountered ourselves. And even though we know there's just there's so much more out there. And yes, there is actually a lot more than I expected in Manhattan. And we're definitely not going to talk about all of them. Um, but there's some cute, there's some cool stories out there, some interesting haunts uh, that have gone on around this area. So I'm excited to talk about it for spooky season. Yeah. And I mean, there's a couple of them that we found that um, while they're listed as being maybe haunted or spooky, that maybe after doing some research, we've found that they don't maybe have that same history that people are trying mm-hmm. to lead lead the public to believe so we're going to touch on one of those today and then also just kind of talk about our experiences with some other situations so it should be good well becky i want to start with you have you ever had well first of all do you believe in ghosts i do actually so okay okay, so one of the ones that i'll touch on just real quickly is actually the high school i went to Mm -hmm. where my kids go to school um there are ghosts under the stage um like in the like in the basement like area like there Mm -hmm. have been people who have encountered like doors being shut um when there's no one else down there or shutting doors and then going back to do it like custodians have like went and like turned off lights and shut Mm -hmm. doors and then come back to like double check it before they leave and it's like the doors have been opened or lights are back on and there's no one else in the building (laughs) so Mm. that's That's one of those spooky yeah so you know never really wanted to adventure down there by myself whenever I was in high school like I always made sure that if I had to go down there I always took a friend so sorry if you were one of those friends who had to go with me when I had to go down (laughs) under the stage do you know like is there like a story behind it or I never did hear like where yeah where who they think it is or anything like Mm -hmm. that just the doors like for yeah. like there was no explanation of why like doors would shut or noises that would happen that didn't make sense when there's like no one else there. Dang. Yeah. So, mm. you know, so if you still go to school there, you know, just kind of be aware. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if there's still the weird happenings there, I guess it'd be the thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um very interesting. Yeah, what about I... you, Katie? Have you experienced ghosts? Do you believe in them? I absolutely believe in them. And uh, I <laughs> I am terrified of, like, spooky stuff. I really don't do, like, scary things hardly at all. Um, and oh. But it's because I used to live next to a very small cemetery. And um, I okay. was always creeped out by it. It was always overgrown, like, not well taken care of and then 
you know, when I was in high school, uh, they decided that they wanted it taken care of. And uh, the pastor that was like handling the cemetery, he like asked my dad if we would consider um, like mowing it and keeping up with it. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, they'd love to. Accepts the money on my behalf. And <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I was upset. I was like, absolutely not. And uh, so dad voluntold you. Dad voluntold me. For it was mowing. like one of my first jobs besides babysitting oh. was to mow this stupid cemetery. And oh, uh, the cemetery is not stupid, but I was scared. Right. Yeah. Um, We definitely. Uh, I. I lived out in the country, and so the only mower we had, like, for our was like a giant riding mower, uh, which is not really conducive to mowing a cemetery. cemetery. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, so I ran over multiple tombstones. Oh my gosh! I like there's like a grave marker that uh, you know they didn't know the name. Somebody didn't pay for a a formal tombstone, whatever. And I didn't see it in the grass because it was so overgrown and, like, completely jacked up the mower and ran over it. And oh, man. felt terrible for, like, a year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, I always thought I was haunted after that. I, like, you know, then one time I wasn't paying attention and, like, just smacked, like, straight up smacked a tombstone, like, like wrecked my mower. Oh, um, my goodness. One time, my now husband at the time boyfriend uh, went with me uh, to help me mow this lawn, and uh, he was trying to put it the mower like back on the trailer to like go home, and it slipped, and uh, he like tried to grab it and burned his whole hand like the first layer of skin off of his hand because he hit the exhaust pipe. Oh man. Um, which maybe that was just my husband being stupid, but, uh, well now, I mean, he was trying to save the mower for he you. He was trying to save the mower. Maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't grab the exhaust pipe. He doesn't think that it was a haunted thing. I uh, okay. like, I get very freaked out and like, I always felt like just felt bad vibes when I was there. Gotcha. And I just always thought I was haunted after that. I gotcha. But uh, yeah, I 100% believe in it. I gotcha. So you said you're not you're not about the scary things. So what mm -hmm. you're saying is is like one of our friends had recommended that you and I go and like tour like a haunted experience or a haunted house around the area. And I also vetoed this idea because. Mm -hmm. I don't like scary movies. I don't <laughs> like surprises. I don't like when things like pop out in front of me. Um, I definitely scream like a little girl. So like, I would have vetoed. Like, well, I would have went if there was enough pressure, enough peer pressure, because I am very susceptible to peer pressure. Uh, if there was enough of that, I probably would have went, but I would have cried the whole time. It would have been terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, I, don't, bad. I don't think it would have been a good experience for either of us. So if you're that friend who suggested it, sorry we didn't take your suggestion. Yes. Um, maybe next time volunteer to go with us and you might be able to convince us to go, but you're going to need some help. Yes. Um, because both Katie and I are not going to do it on our own. We're not going right. to do that willingly. So. Um, but I do know that there's quite a few places around the area, and I know this is a little late this year, but like... Take a look next year. 
early October, start looking for those haunted houses. I know there's one in Junction City, and I believe there's one in Wamigo. Yeah. Um, none in Manhattan that we are aware of, and I know Topeka has one or two. So, yeah. while not in Manhattan. But they can definitely be a lot of fun. And yeah. A if good that's experience, your thing. If that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's get into what is haunted around Manhattan. Okay, so... Around Manhattan, there's a couple of different things that, like, when we were doing our research that we found Mm -hmm. different stories. Um, One of them was there is a fraternity that is rumored to be haunted. Yep. Delta Sigma Phi. And that's located just north of City Park at 11th and Fremont Streets. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't have enough time for researching all of these places so we're just going to mention a few of the ones that we have heard stories about yes that one Um, it used to be a hospital right um so there's a a couple of um kind of ghost stories right yep and um there's i'm like blanking i don't even remember what i researched um by the way we also are going to talk about uh two places specifically in depth we do not condone um breaking and entering no. we do not condone uh not trying to get haunted experiences uh these are places that are still in business places that are still being used um be respectful of the property yes and especially um the one that i'm going to talk about here in a little bit like they actually provide historical tours of the property still mm-hmm. um so definitely contact them for historical tours. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, another thing that I've heard of, Katie, is at least one of the cemeteries in the area is rumored to have ghosts mm-hmm. that hang out and tend to show themselves, I guess would be the way to put it. Like sunset, when there's like, right. yeah, Sunset Cemetery is one that I know for sure that people have said on like full moons and stuff, mm-hmm. like a couple of the headstones that are statues have like some different like things that happen with the headstones but again I've never experienced it like I've never I've not seen any actual like concrete proof that this actually happens it's just those things that people have talked about and then obviously now as the internet has become more and more like it's out there um I'm curious since you like grew up around here that uh it kind of surprises me that you haven't experienced some of these places well so I did go out and check out the cemetery Mm -hmm. in the daylight as I mentioned (laughs) before I am not one for getting spooked or scared so I was I've always been too nervous to try and go visit the cemetery in the dark yeah that's just beyond my comfort level. I've never had anyone like none of my friends have ever been, you know, confident enough to go to take me out there and go with me to see if we would experience anything in the dark. Yeah. And then also, I'm pretty sure most of the cemeteries around the area are technically closed after dark. Yeah. So you also have to keep that in mind and be respectful. And that's part of it, too, is making sure to keep respectful for that, you know, that cemetery space. Right. So that's my other thing. But yeah, I've seen the statue and it's a Mm -hmm. very impressive statue of a woman. Um, But supposedly her eyes glow and other things happen like around that statue when it's like full moons and stuff. So yeah, a little spooky, Mm -hmm. not something I'm really like, ooh, let's go check it out. Because if it actually does happen, um, I'm pretty sure people in the north end of Riley County would probably be hearing me scream because it's not something I'm super excited to go do. So I don't want to be scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, let's talk about our 
first uh, haunted story, which so, is the Wolf House Museum. Right. So when we were doing some of our research on haunted things in our area, one of the things we found was the Wolf House Museum here in Manhattan. Um, and in doing some research on this the museum and the house, we've found that there are actually quite a number of myths and legends surrounding the mm-hmm. house that are not true. Yes. So a little history behind the house, just for those that are trying to learn a little bit more, is it was actually opened and advertised as a boarding house. So in 1868, it was built. It's a two-story limestone house that was built by John Frank and advertised as a German boarding house. And then in 1875, the house was purchased by a Dr. George Hazard Perry III and his wife Ellen, and they operated it as a boarding house, continued to have that until, um, for as long as we can tell. And it stayed in their family for like 63 years. Which, that's kind of impressive. You, you know, when you think mm-hmm. about it, a lot of people nowadays, like, some people, especially Manhattan, I feel like is a fairly, uh, people tend to like, you know, you buy your first home and you're in it for like five or ten years and then you you find that dream home later that maybe it isn't in your, ha- you know, not in your family for quite as long as, as it used to be, in you know, back in the day. But the Perrys, you know, they continued to have this house until 1938. And then at that time, um, John Hepler's family then moved into the house for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, it was actually just, it was continued to be used as just a personal residence. It was no longer used as a boarding house after this. And Max Wolf and his wife, Lucille, um, they were the last residents of the house. And in 1982... So that's a long time ago. <laughs> I say it like that. So 1982, back the year I was born, um, Mrs. Wolf donated the house to the Riley County Historical Society. And um, at that time, Edna Williams was the first curator for the museum. And the, it opened in 1983. And then she continued to work there until she retired in 2014. Yeah. And this is one of those where there are many stories there about are a ton of the Wolf House stories um, being haunted, but we've mm-hmm. talked to the Riley County Historical Society, and based on all of the historical happenings that they have record of, like a lot of there, all of these things that we found, there's no like historical, like written down, like official truth to a lot of these myths that we found yes so when they say don't believe everything you read on the internet (laughs) it's kind of a truth here because we found that while it may have an interesting history Mm -hmm. it does have an interesting history they give a great tour um they have the house open uh from two to five on the weekends and you're more than welcome to tour it and learn more about the history and why it was built and Um, what it was used for and things like that. They give a great tour at the Historical Society. Um, And then didn't you find, Katie, that if you're not able to do like an um, Mm in-person tour, don't they have an online one as well, like a video that you can watch? They do. They have a virtual tour where you can walk through the houses and they have videos of um, the ladies at the Historical Society speaking and, you know, talking you through the house, talking you through the items that they have in there. 
and um, the historical relevance of some of the items in the Wolf House. So it's uh, very nice. Um, the where I found like what was haunted about it. Uh, <laughs> now, this information is from a website called hauntedplaces.org. And right. it has like a, a million places all over the nation um, that are uh, haunted. Right. It allows you to vote whether you think this place is actually haunted. And you can also comment any experiences you've had. So I have um, a brief overview of uh, what people have seen and I have comments of people like agreeing with that and so uh, just to walk through and by the way this information that I have here from hauntedplaces.org it's great information I cannot uh, substantiate it anywhere else on the internet so just take it with a grain of salt. Gotcha that makes sense like this is not a hard and fast truth. This is just mm-hmm. random people yeah. have put this down. Yeah. So it says um, apparitions of men with canes and top hats have been reported here, as well as phantom conversations, dishes being violently thrown against the wall, and legend has it that the museum building was once in a brothel and one of its workers was murdered there. Uh, Fast forward several years later, the home belonged to the town doctor who committed suicide in the building. And this site has been used for a Boy Scouts of America haunted house event before. Um, Now, as far as uh, the building being a brothel, that is not substantiated. The Riley County Historical Society... um, has no record of that. Correct. Yeah. We did reach out to them and I spoke to Mm -hmm. um, one of the ladies over there and she said that we would, she warned us that we would find many stories online about the Wolf House Museum and she said they are definitely just stories. Yes. And not actually historically accurate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So it it being a brothel, um, not true. It was a boarding house. Um, And then also um, the town doctor who committed suicide. That Although there was a doctor um, in 1875, Dr. Uh, George Hazard Perry III, lived in the home and operated it as a boarding house, there's not any record that I could find that he committed suicide. Um, Right. As far as I know, he is buried at Sunset Cemetery and um, there's an obituary obituary there online but I cannot find that he actually um, like how he died the cause of death but um, that isn't the only um, place where people have talked about like dishes being thrown or cabinets being closed things like that yeah Uh, when I read the comments um, a lot of people know this place because you've taken school trips there. It's a very common like field trip for Manhattan um, to take their students on. Right. And so this first uh, this first comment says, when I was in fifth grade, my class took a field trip to the Wolf House Museum. We split up into different groups. My group first went into the dining room area. The doors kept opening and closing when no one was there to mess with it. There's a table with cabinets, and those doors kept opening as well. We headed up the stairs into the bedrooms, and our tour guide was talking, and the person that was helping her had started acting weird. She finally passed out. 
It was crazy. She may have just passed out. Uh, right. May have had a medical issue. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, you never know. Like, did she lock her knees by, you know, by mm-hmm. accident and cause herself to then, you know, have a little lightheadedness? And Yeah. Yeah. However, there is uh, Plus, a couple more people on here that say the same thing about doors opening and closing. Right. Uh, dishes being thrown. Um, there's multiple accounts of different people commenting that uh, story. Yeah. But, like, the lady... Or, I'm sorry, was it a lady that was said that they went in the fifth, when they were in fifth grade or whoever it was that said mm-hmm. they were in the fifth grade? I'm wondering, like, how old were they when they wrote their comment? Like, was this, like, decades after? And are they maybe misremembering what happened? Like, <laughs> I could foresee, like, if it's yeah. something that happened a couple of decades ago. Like, I don't know that I would remember the exact details, like, accurately, yeah. necessarily. But maybe they did. It's hard to know. Uh, I would say the spookier um, thought in here is that um, there's multiple people on here that say that they see a woman in a black dress uh, in the upstairs uh, bedroom window. Uh, Someone on another field trip says that they were, um, while they were there, they saw a woman upstairs in a black dress walk to another room. And when she went in there to look, there was nobody there. Yeah. That's, super creepy. That is super creepy. That's definitely another one of those that like, um, I don't really want to try and like find out if that's true. Like if that's actually happening. And again, yeah. we must like, I gotta, I've got to just kind of continue to like hammer this home. These are just things people say they saw. This is not anything that's been historically proven. It's right. not anything that the historical society has any sort of documentation on. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. Like, again, things that are on the Internet are not always true. So. And another person says uh, that their dad and coworker were working right outside the Wolf House Museum. And they saw a woman looking out the window straight at them and later found out it was closed and that no one was in there at the time. Um, that is the same, relatively the same story as the person seeing a woman walk in a different room, uh, like the lady in the black dress. Another person commented, I work for the city of Manhattan and, uh, the street right across the road from the Wolf House was being restored. Um, and some of the construction workers, uh, like came back and said they saw a woman on the second floor looking out at them. And were extremely freaked out because it wasn't open. Right. Um, but it's interesting that, like, there's multiple accounts of this woman uh, there. I have not been to the Wolf House, uh, per se. But uh, I that kind of freaks me out. Like, I kind of believe that one a little bit. Um, I will say, however, though, my husband has been at the Wolf House. He toured it while he was at K-State for a class and said that nothing happened Right. <laughs> while he was there. Gotcha. Yeah. See, and if I've toured it, it's going to be like that person who said it was like yeah. fifth grade. And fifth grade was a long time ago for me. So I don't honestly but, remember anything spooky yeah. or scary happening. But he also doesn't believe in ghosts. So maybe he was just trying to calm my nerves before I potentially researched it and talked about it on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) that also could be as well but yeah so just keep in mind um a lot of these things that we've read on the internet Mm -hmm. 
yeah, are not you can check it out for historically yourself accurate, and so. find out uh, whether or not it's haunted. Uh, yeah. They don't give haunted tours. They give historically accurate tours there. But correct, uh, you're more than welcome to tour it. Um, it's open to the public. And we recommend yeah. checking it out. It's a great, uh, it's a great piece of history for Manhattan as well. It's something Definitely. that also makes the Little Apple special um, definitely <laughs> but um yeah so definitely contact the riley county historical society to schedule a tour for that and you can find that information online all you have to do is just search wolf house museum manhattan and you'll find that that website and that information really easy that way absolutely so katie you actually in researching you actually found out about a legend that is actually kind of near and dear to my childhood um Mm -hmm. so my mom and her family like her mom and everything grew up over in the town of in and around the town of alma kansas in wabunsee county so it's a little bit outside of our little apple area but it's a short drive yeah and you found out about a legend that i had kind of forgotten about but i know like definitely remember here as an adult um going with my cousin and my mom and maybe a couple others and like actually looking to see if we can figure this out. So tell me, tell everyone what was it you figured out about Alma, Kansas? Uh, Alma has a cemetery and um, apparently there is something called the devil's chair there where people have mysteriously disappeared and uh, there's tons of sightings or tons of theories of um, haunted um, experiences, paranormal activity happening there. Yeah. I will go through the legend, and I think that actually a lot of it is true. Um, Like, there's tons of, like, um, sites out there that talk about this story and right um how the cemetery came to be but i'll walk through the whole thing yeah i will tell you this that one i we were actually i was gonna say we were actually going to tour the cemetery um just to see but i got so scared i literally couldn't sleep the night before yeah. and just like had a dream that we saw a skinwalker out there and um which you know, it was obviously just a dream, a terrible dream. Terrible dream. and But I couldn't, couldn't sleep. Yeah. And then Becky ended up sick the next day. <laughs> right. And so, so we didn't end up going. Yeah. So Katie decided with all of those things happening uh, right up before. Uh, yeah. Before we actually even got out there that um, we shouldn't try to go in it and do this. But yeah, I will no. say um, when my cousin and I went, we didn't experience anything super spooky. Mm-hmm. But hearing and reading like all of this it definitely like it all makes sense that it could be it's very plausible so and again you know it is a cemetery there are um loved ones buried there and um i know that uh becky has yeah so i do have loved ones that are Mm -hmm. buried in the cemetery and um that's when we decided like we were out there visiting for i believe it was memorial day Mm mm-hmm a question mark amount of years ago. Like, I don't remember yeah. how long ago it was. Um, I definitely was when I was an adult. And my cousin mentioned that she had seen this legend about the devil's chair. And she's like, yes. let's go see if we can find it. So we went on an adventure. 
We never experienced anything spooky, but that's not to say that... You also went in the daytime. Yeah, it was also definitely daytime. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, not... Yeah, it wasn't dusk. It wasn't... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't sunrise, any of that kind of thing. I get bad vibes. I haven't even been there, but... um, But yes, I think that, you know, it's important to remember that there are loved ones, people, um, people buried out there and it's, um, better to be respectful Definitely, Absolutely. allow people to, uh, remember that in a good way. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, amazing, beautiful people, um, resting there. Right. So. Okay. All right, Katie. The devil's chair. It all started back in the 1800s. Um, Alma was just forming, you know, there's people settling there and they're getting ready to become a town. Well, for every town, you need a cemetery. People die. You need a place to bury them and, uh, let them rest. In the 1800s, there was an old farmer who owned a lot of land around the time, um, around like just outside of the city being built and, the city of Alma wanted a part of his land to be used for the cemetery that they were going to build. Right. And he was a supposedly a mean old farmer. Um, although if he's just being mean because he doesn't want a cemetery on his land, <laughs> right. I completely uh, understand that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get that as well. But according to legend, a mean old right. farmer he would not sell his land to the town. He said, no way. You're not putting cemeteries. You're not putting dead um, dead people on my lawn. Right. Makes sense. And the town, despite all their efforts, going out there multiple times, pleading with him, the farmer wouldn't sell. As legend goes, uh, one day he was out at his well, getting water, and was shoved from behind into the well and he got stuck there maybe he just fell in um maybe he was pushed nobody really knows but he obviously went into the well died and the city the um people in town went back out there uh trying to convince him yet again to sell and they noticed a weird smell on the property Mm. Gotta love those weird smells. They call the sheriff. They ask him to come check it out. They can't find the farmer anywhere on the grounds. They can't find him in his home. Oh, gracious. But the sheriff comes out there and claims no one was there. No one's in the well. No, There's nothing unusual here. But Where'd the farmer since go? the farmer is no longer here, we can just take his land. So they boarded up the well. And took over the land for the cemetery and just built the cemetery around it. Now, obviously, they did board up the well um, and cover it so that it, you know, is no longer in use. And they are using the cemetery. But it's said that the legend has it that the sheriff takes revenge on the city. And if you... They claimed the boarded up well is now the devil's chair. And if you sit on it, the farmer, mean old farmer comes back up from the ground and will pull you in. 
never to be seen again. Yeah, let's put it this way. I'd heard that before my cousin and I did our little trek to try and figure out where the devil's chair is located in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I stayed probably 20 or 30 feet from it. Like, neither (laughs) of us got very close because I didn't want to tempt what could be. Yeah, no, I wasn't ready for that to happen. I wasn't ready for that to become my reality. So I stayed very far away. Yeah. Yeah. But. Again, with me not liking Spooky Scary, so. That is the legend. So. Right. um, No, it is. You, you know, I guess you don't live on your land anymore. You die. The sun, uh, the sheriff's going to take your land for a cemetery. <laughs> At least back in that time. <laughs> back in the 1800s. Back in the 1800s, anyway, that was the truth. Back in so. the 1800s. Yeah. Well, now there's even more to the story. Fast forward to the 1980s. It's the 80s. I wasn't born, but, you Thanks. know. Thanks for that. You're out there. You're a teenager <laughs> hanging out, doing what you do in the 80s, I guess. And apparently hanging out in cemeteries is what you did in the eighties. <laughs> I don't know. I was too little then. Sorry. Um, but this legend is prime in the city of Alma. Everyone knows it. Uh, it's a big legend in town. And so this group of teenagers says, you know what? You know, let's have some fun. Let's go out there and go to the devil's chair. It's, you know, not really real. You know, we're just joking around, hanging out here. And so a group of teenagers goes out to the cemetery. They go find the well. And one of the kids was dared by their friends to sit on top of it. And, um, yeah, no thanks. So he sits on top. You know, they're all laughing, joking. When all of a sudden, they hear a noise coming from behind them. Right. And they, so all of the friends turn around looking for the noise, but, There was nothing there. No one to be seen. Nothing moving or anything. They don't see anything after they hear this noise. They all just assume, oh, it's it's just the wind. They turn back around to their friend, but he's gone. He's been disappeared. What? From no. the spot. He no, was thank sitting you. on uh-uh. the devil's chair no. and disappeared. No, thank you. No, thank you, ma'am. Mm-mm. Well, you know, they were out there, you know, just searching for spookiness. And um, so they look around for a hot minute, but they're like, you know what? He's just playing a prank on us. There's some trees. There's like some a wooded area right behind the cemetery. He's probably just hiding back there and messing with us. We'll see him tomorrow. So they all leave. And go to school the next day, but their friend's not there. And supposedly, he was never seen or heard from again. And supposedly, dozens of people have disappeared this way. Now, I can't find the names of of any of these people (laughs) that have disappeared. Right, yeah. You know, but legend has it, that is why it's called the devil's chair, is because you sit on it, and if you're, you know... If no one's looking, the sheriff's going to come up and drag you into the well. Mm. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want to test that. 
I'm good staying far, far away from so. that. Like, maybe sometime we could go visit it. Like, you know, I don't know. No. In, like, June. <laughs> Absolutely in, not. In, like, June at high noon and uh, take some other people with us. And we'll, like, stay, like, 50 to 100 yards from it. Yards, not yes. feet. Yards. Like, I'll point and at it from a, direct, from a distance. I will say, go out and look at the... Go out and just search Devil's Chair... Alma Cemetery and oh, there's I'm, not, lots. I'm not kidding you there's tons hauntedplaces.org has multiple people commenting about like experiences that they've had and how they can assure you it is haunted there's pictures of floating orbs and mystical figures um, out at the cemetery at night there's record there's some a group of um, researchers that went out there and they have recordings of noises that they heard while they were out there yeah there's a lot. There's a lot out there. And it's interesting because I also read somewhere while doing this research that typically cemeteries are actually quite peaceful. Um, yeah. Cemeteries are usually not um, haunted with such mystery. They're usually like a calm uh, place of rest for a lot of people. And there's usually not a, as much haunted activity as you would kind of expect. You know, you hear cemetery, you expect it to be haunted. And usually that's not the case. Yeah. But Alma, uh, it is very much the case uh, for the mean old farmer. Um, I think he kind of gets a bad rap because I mean, can't, I mean, maybe. Was he just being mean because he didn't want to give up his land? Like, or a cemetery? I mean, I right. probably wouldn't either. Yeah. But, but never to be heard or seen from again. Yeah, so definitely, you know, take everything we said with a grain of salt. Yes. Keep in mind what's historically accurate and what's just a myth. And also, not everything you read on the internet is true. <laughs> everything on the internet is true. It's what I live by. Oh, gosh, Katie. I guess we need to have, like, a lesson in internet uh, uh, okay. accuracy with Maybe you. that's not true. So, anyway... But yeah, so definitely um, make sure that you're respectful visiting anywhere, but especially when yes. you're trying to determine if a myth or folklore is true, don't don't be doing anything that's disrespectful to the property when trying to figure it out. And also, if you do visit these places or happen upon them, maybe keep an open mind and you might make a new friend from the other side. Now, let's go into the news. All right, Katie. So, today is Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Definitely. Katie and I dressed up. We did. Katie, we are dressed up in the office. Katie definitely dressed up way more than I did. I did. Um, but we both came up with ideas um, to dress up today that was still um, appropriate for work mm -hmm. um, and still within our, our works. Uh, dress code so that's at least good yes but it's fun it's fun to dress up um you can dress up with your kids tonight when you go trick-or-treating there's a few places in manhattan that are having trick-or-treat 
uh, handouts for businesses. Yeah. So the first one um, where actually DJ Dan from Q Country will be at is Bewitching in West Loop. And Mm -hmm. that is from 4 to 6 p.m. tonight in West Loop Shopping Center. And what they do is you go, the best way to do it is start at Bellis Academy and you'll get a map. And your map has spaces for the different stops to, sometimes they have them stamp it. Sometimes it's like they'll initial it with a Sharpie. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know. They change it up every year so that you can't cheat. And you go around to each of the stops. And at each stop, your kiddos get some sort of treat, whether it's candy or a little trinket, something. They get something. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like 24 stops around the loop, as they call it. And... um, if you go, if you make it to all of them and then make it back to Bellis before the four to six o'clock time frame ends, then you can get a prize potentially. Um, okay. But definitely got to show up out there and find out exactly what it takes to do that. Yes. And then at five o'clock at Bellis, uh, DJ Dan will be taking part and judging in a costume contest. So get your little ones out there, especially if they have a unique costume. Mm-hmm. And see if maybe they can win a prize. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, the next one, it's at the same time, uh, so you may have to pick and choose where you go. But or just um, be speedy, or just be super speedy through everything. Yeah. But downtown Manhattan's All Treats Day is from four to six. Yeah, and that is on Points Avenue, and that is mm-hmm. a lot of the businesses are gonna have tables outside. Um, I know that um, Anthony, who pr- um, usually works out of our um, Junction City office. He's going to come over and he's going to have the Power Hits table out there and be handing out candy on behalf of us out at this uh, downtown All Treats Day. And that, yeah, like Katie said, it's from four to six. So you're going to either have to pick and choose which one you go to, or just if your kids want all the candy, you're just going to have to keep them moving at yep. all of these different things. So. Exactly. And, and then the next one is Manhattan Town Center's Boo Party. They're having an indoor trick-or-treat from 4 to 6 at the mall. And I believe you just walk through all of the outlets inside the mall. And right. And they will give out Correct. Candy. A lot of the stores will just have mm-hmm. um, at their entrance that's on like the main area, the main hallways of the mall. They'll have little places for your kiddos to trick-or-treat there as well. So lots of places to hit up that are close together, you know, um, going to be easy to get through with it being kind of chilly today. Yeah, and partially indoors. Yeah. So, I mean, stay warm. If my kids were still little, like, we would probably be hitting up all three. Like, yeah. I would figure out, like, how to get through <laughs> all three of them. It. And that would be it. Yes, then we'd be done for the day. at six By 6 p.m., we're already done. Like, that is actually pretty nice i'd have to imagine but my older my kids are older this year and Mm -hmm. um one of them is not going trick-or-treating and the other one is going to go trick-or-treating with some friends and so i'm letting the friends family deal with that circus so yeah and then uh cue the football music right (laughs) if only we had football music but we are not sports people so we don't really have football music but but there's a lot of football matchups coming up Friday, November 3rd. Uh, This Friday, it is regionals for high school football. Correct. And currently, Manhattan High School is still in it. They are going to be hosting Lawrence Free State here in Manhattan. 
that'll be that'll be a really good game yeah it should be really good actually all of these matchups that we have going on are going to be good ones Mm -hmm. um i kind of looked at their i should have wrote down on the notations but i did not write down their um records yeah but all of them look like they're going to be really good matchups so Uh, if you're going to any of them you're going to you should be in for a good game. Absolutely. And then Junction City, they're going to travel to Washburn Rule. Right. So um, they are traveling to Washburn Rule. They've been down there already this year. Um, This is going to be a tough matchup, though. Washburn Rule, I do know, is ranked number one in their class. They are undefeated. Like Junction City, unfortunately, has already lost to them this season. Um, But we have Anthony and Brian will be having the radio call for this on 1420 AM and 107.9 FM KJCK. So if you're not able to travel to Topeka to watch this game, you can definitely listen to it on the radio and hear what's going on. So keep you updated on that. And uh, Riley County is also going to travel to Nemaha Central. Yes, so that's um, located in the town of Seneca. So that's a little bit of a trip for them, Mm -hmm. Um, but it should be a good game. Uh, we'll see how they do. I know that Seneca's had a better season this year than Riley County has, but we'll see if Riley County's team, like, are they motivated to go out there and get that win and keep going? Like, yeah. hopefully they're, after this last win last week, that hopefully that's got that momentum got for them. Momentum. So, yeah. And Rock Creek has kind of a longer travel for than all of the rest of them rock creek is headed to wichita collegiate okay so they've got a little bit longer of a road trip than everybody else so hopefully Mm -hmm. you know they'll be able to get that win and come back home and be able to keep going so yeah but that's also on friday and valley heights is going to host sedgwick high uh sedgwick coming here yes so they will be coming up to um valley heights high school out in the middle of nowhere if you've ever (laughs) been up there i love valley heights high school because it's like you're driving along the highway and just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden on the north side of the highway here's this ginormous junior senior high school just out there in the middle of nowhere but it's awesome um so definitely bundle up this friday i mean i know that it's supposed to be a little warmer by the end of the week but you know that sun goes down and those temperatures drop so just keep that in mind if you're going to go cheer on your favorite athletes at football this weekend absolutely and our final piece next week friday november 10th it is actually veterans day right it's gonna that is when veterans day is um actually observed Mm -hmm. so veterans day is november 11th but to be able to fit everything in they always observe it you know november 10th on the weekday you know so um the flint hills veterans coalition is having their annual veterans day parade and katie i don't know if you know this um manhattan has the state's largest veterans day parade Really? Yes. I so, did not know that. Yeah. That's so awesome. Manhattan literally like with the number of people who enter the parade and show up to watch it, it is the largest parade. Wow. And yeah, so we'll have both the Q Country truck and the Power Hits Jeep will both be in it. And then um, I haven't figured out exactly where, but I will be live streaming the parade for Little mm-hmm. Apple Post um, and talking about, you know, the different parade entries as they go by and you'll be able to watch it if you're not able to make it down to points so they start actually um it starts in the mall parking lot over by the amc theater that's where they stage they're not gonna do a whole lot of fun stuff there but once they get onto points at third and points and head down the road that's gonna be where you're gonna see a lot of the local high schools bring their bands over fort riley always brings over different entries and then um just different veterans groups will be in it um, I know last year there was a local uh, Jeep group that had like 40 or 50 Jeeps 
in the parade. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's like a couple of blocks worth of Jeeps. And then um, just all sorts of different community groups will be out there. And then that goes clear down to 14th and points. So it'll end right there by City Hall. And yeah, so there's plenty of space for you to come out and stand along the parade route. But if you're not able to come out or it's too cold and you don't want to get out, I will have that live stream on Little Apple Post. So yep. that'll be exciting. Yeah. Maybe I can drag you along with me. Maybe. We'll just see. Maybe I'll be out there. So, yeah. Any yeah. That's all the news. Uh, a quick shout out and salute to all veterans and people serving. Uh, I know that we both really appreciate your service and Definitely. what you guys do for our country. So absolutely, thank you to all veterans. Uh, hopefully we'll see you next Friday at the Veterans Day Parade. Or maybe you'll see us at the high school game or trick-or-treating tonight. But you never know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fine. Remember, a locally grown apple a day keeps our community unique in every way. And we will see you guys next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.